Hey there, what is up? What is up, you ceiling? What is up? And welcome to episode 20. Yes, I said it. Episode 2-0. We have shunned out 20 episodes of this show and this is a great milestone that just cannot be overlooked. And I am extremely humbled and joyous to have reached this milestone with you and like the mumbles of support we keep getting and messages that uh is positive messages about our show and we've enjoyed giving you rich information and we enjoy that you enjoy listening to us as well and fantastic like Yay, what more can I say? So, welcome to episode 20 of Cafe Construct, your go-to podcast for tips to achieve success in the Kenyan construction industry. And in this episode, you're listening to Kerubo. And in this milestone episode, we're going to be looking at a book review. And this book review targets interior designers. So, whoop, whoop, interior designers in the house, in the Cafe Construct team, Kako, hashtag interior designers. We got your back. And the book that we're looking at today is The Professional Practice for Interior Designers by Christine. The second name is hard to pronounce, but it's P-I-O-T-R-O-W-S-K-I. Sounds Russian in a way. And I shall not be attempting to pronounce it at all. But yeah, it's Christine who's written this book. And I have to say it's amazing. It's it's an adulting kind of book, you know. Maybe when, when you leave school and you're thinking, oh, it's a joke what you're doing, but someone just knocks your head and tells you <laughs> you have to make your business professional and carry yourself in a professional way, this book gets you there. And yet again, which is a fantastic theme over the whole book reviews of season one, all the books so far are fantastic in guiding you from being a student all the way to being a professional, a legit practitioner. And the give you a like a breakdown and that's what i like about people writing books these days they break it down and the topics are very relevant to these days and they talk about things that matter they're not outdated information and this is this is a sixth edition book let me see can i see when it was published uh not really no not at the moment of the recording but with every new edition, you can see that the author tries to make it even more relevant to the profession and any late, any current trends, topics, and tools that are coming up. With every new edition, there's updated information, which is fantastic, as opposed to like reviewing ancient books that are talking about strategies that don't even apply to our current times. But this book is a slap on your face if you if you need one that is. But for every lucky student to get this book, they'll they'll be so exposed to a lot of information that makes me wonder what was I doing 
why was I not reading this kind of books? Is it that they were not there or we were so busy learning? I don't know. I don't know how come we were not given these books earlier on when we were starting out our interests. It's almost sad if I have to say so, but you know better late than never. And today is late, 20 episodes in, so fantastic. Let's dive into what this book is about. And I can do like a an overview of what the chapters talk about to just give you that right that I'm talking about of how this book guides you from the moment you're diving into interior design as a passion when you're thinking about it all the way to just growing as a professional and being legit about the whole process. So he, she, sorry, apologize about that, Christine. So she talks about what interior design is as a profession. So of course, that's an introduction. It talks about the history and the business. And I, I love, I have a passion for just knowing the business of design, the business of construction. Like I have a certain specific fascination about that facet of it all. And the author does mention that this book is tailor-made for both kinds of individuals because the people who are drawn to the, who are appealed by the design element of it all and the creative side, and then there's people who are drawn to the technical side of things. And if this is not one person, a lot of people tend to partner with someone who's the opposite of that. So maybe if you love to do the creative elements of the business, there's someone else who manages it and makes makes sure that you're paying your bills, you're making profit, you're having markups, and you're surviving in general, and you're earning from what you're doing. But then there's another individual who just loves to get into it and have ideas and execute visions for the client. So this is one thing that the author said that they would address, like both the 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 design element and the business practice element. But overall, I would say like this book, for me, as I give an overview, it does look more into the business practice end of it all. And I, I have no qualms at all because that's something that is very fascinating to me because of how clueless I am. And I hope anyone who is focused or tuned into Cafe Construct is seeking the same knowledge. Just how to survive as a business, as an individual in the construction process. So yes, as I said, the first chapter is about the introduction. Then they go ahead on to talk about how to advance in terms of how do you prepare, what do you need to learn, what licenses do you need, and what associations should you join. So of course, a lot of this, the general section here is very it's tailor-made to Americans. No surprise there. Lucky them. But I'm sure you could find the same information or you could relate. Even though the institutions or the associations are completely different, you can find similar in Kenya to just apply that section. And they do talk about professional conduct, how to have ethics. And they mention about you are who you are and you grow to become the person you are. And it translates a, a lot into 
the business you run. And another a standout element of this book is that they do talk about what would you do. And I love that. I really love that. The sections that she puts scenarios which are perfect for discussions, whether in school or whatever, just with colleagues or if you're interested, you could have a show with an interior designer, maybe to look into like two questions or two what if situations. And I love it. I love that aspect. So let me let me give you just one example of what she does or what she talks about. Okay. For example, George prepares drawings for a custom table for a client and hires a cabinet maker to build the table. So the drawings provided to this cabinet maker had the proper notices concerning copyright. So the cabinet maker, sorry, not only produces the table for George, but also begins to produce the same design for other interior designers. So George learns through a colleague that his table is being marketed and that, in fact, the colleague had specified and sold four of the tables to this colleague's client. What would you do? So there's a lot of scenarios like that. And let me see if I can find one more that I could share. Yeah, maybe I could share this one. Kelly is asked during a job interview if she has any small children. In quotes, you see, this job requires that the designers be free to travel around the state as well as other states to meet with clients, says the employer. So Kelly hesitates, and as she has a four-year-old child, she's very interested in working at this farm with a fantastic, which has a fantastic reputation. And she knows they work with clients who own large private residences in three states. So the pay is slightly less than what Kelly was hoping for, but she feels that she would get by since her husband works and works from home so what would you do so if i had someone in, in session as well we would have discussed that but i love i love how engaging and how thought-provoking and how she puts scenarios she'd discuss a topic or a section and then give you a scenario that would happen and maybe now from what you have read in that earlier chapter if you could apply it and see like real life scenarios that actually do come up and i think that is fantastic so yes and, and that's and it merges well now to that chapter of professional conduct and how you'd carry yourself then she also talks about like legal responsibilities of of just how you carry yourself and situations of negligence and such certain kinds of things that come with you becoming a professional then it gets a bit less serious moving from the legal responsibilities and they talk and she talks about opportunities that can arise for interior designers what options are there for you beyond residential interior design what types of work environments should you dream of or expect should you expand your territories to see beyond like what you had in mind you know it's it's, it's there's so, there's so much more beyond residential and maybe like offices and such like and she does list down suggestions of things and opportunities you could work in corporations with the government and yada yada like a lot of examples of situations you would be just to provoke your mind so that when you're looking for your job you're not you're not stuck in one lane and think that you have only this option and maybe that option has is quite packed and there's a lot of people already doing it and it's very competitive so 
she jumpstarts your mind into thinking, okay, I can do this other thing, there's this other potential, are there this kind of organization that I can join and see whether my profession can align with them as well. Then they get into now design fees and compensation as a designer, which is usually very, very contentious. So yeah, gives you suggestions of how to calculate your bills, how to estimate your design fees and all the uh, and including all the indirect job costs that come up. So it's fantastic like it's it's on point. Then from there it gets serious now, talking about preparing design contracts. So yes, you might say to the client and you agree verbally on this, but things get skewed over time and especially when the project is progressing and the scope is skewed and you're like, oh, no, 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 this is what we discussed. This is not part of it. This is not part of the budget. You're not to provide this. So she breaks it down to you. The elements that are important even gives you examples. So books these days are amazing. Like they, it's yes, you can still Google how to, but if you find this one book that has literally everything or all the facets of what a business needs, like, why would you not take that? So she gives examples of contracts like dear blah 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 and any the extent and like termination and con- contract disputes, how to avoid them and the formalities. It's just it's just like a very, 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 very ABC and sequential and it just holds your hand the whole way. Talks about product pricing and selling items to the client as well as how where to source materials like where would you source items so it gives you very many options over there and then comes into the issue of project management the process what it is you really need what methods are there to deliver a project and the schedules you should have budgeting for it documenting and like the the place of beam in all this project management and value engineering like wow this book is what you need if you want to feel like a professional i keep insisting and i'll keep saying it the whole entire show you need to just acquire this book and have it in your library and reference it for whatever you need if you're in this stage and you're wondering oh what do i need to do never been exposed to this before it has a point of reference. Then they do talk about now construction documents and the specifications, what like the bidding process and all that stuff. And yes, then from aside from now, like contract administration and project delivery, they go now into the business element of it, right? Which is how to create and manage a practice. So the advantages of owning a business and the disadvantage styles that you should use in management and buying existing businesses, like all the options that are there to create your business. So they they just give you advice and counsel and as well issues to do with acquiring an attorney, an accountant, you know, bankers, insurance, consultants. And even like they talk about preparing a business plan as well. And the whole situation of business formations, whether you want to do it solo or you want to do 
partnership, limited liability companies, joint venture or corporations. I'm telling you, like, it's serious, serious, serious stuff. Then there's also the issue of managing your money, of course, and this these are things we're not necessarily taught, but the accounting element or the the expenses you're accruing, what your income is, is all this just balancing? Are you making are you making uh, profits? You know, is there cash flow in your business? Are you controlling your overhead and and the likes? Then the issue of marketing: how are you getting how are you getting new businesses, new projects? Yeah, how are you branding how are you branding your farm? How are you targeting your market? Have you established a niche or are you like doing everything, a bit of everything? Are you a jack of all trades? So any promotional aspect like this marketing and advertising, I, how, how's your portfolio? Do you have brochures? Do you mail people? Do you have publications? What is your strategy? Yeah. Then in terms of being an employer, there's a chapter for you. It's fantastic on how to manage employees. and like how to consider their contracts. They even give like example of how to write contract employee contracts, how to interview, how to evaluate the performance, you know, like there's an employee handbook given over there, how to mentor your employees and avoid sexual harassment and the likes. That was interesting. Then issues to do with like goals and career missions, options that you have. And another highlight was the job search and like if 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 you don't own your business you now being part of a of a farm being an employee, how is it being on the job? So that's basically it. It was a long one, but yeah, being a student, being employed, owning your own business, there is something for everyone. You know, it sounds like that line for property show. But yeah, there is something for everyone. Yes. And I like Okay, for for me, I'd have to say that the book is actually quite interesting to read. It's readable. Okay, the font is not the most attractive to see, but how she speaks and her language is very engaging. And yeah, she's quite interesting, even when some topics are quite boring, especially when you talk about contracts and legal responsibilities. It's very easy for you. And accounting, the accounting chapter is also a very difficult one. But how she phrases things and mixes in with tables and what would you do sections just makes it quite a very enjoyable read. It's a very enjoyable read. Then what else? What else can I say about this book? Yeah. Mm, I like that it... Okay, another highlight for me, apart from uh, what I've just mentioned, is they they focus about your first job. <laughs> And the theory versus the history. So your first job and the mentality you should be in. Yeah. Then career progression and the mentality you should be in. And even if you want to change direction at some point, what are the what is the mental space you should be in or what should you be considering? Yeah. So I liked that she said this and I wish I had seen something. I wish I had seen this when I was fresh out, when I was green in the field, but let me read it for you. It's on the job policies and truth. So she lists things that are expected of you as an employee that 
it, they're, they're on the job policies and their truths, yeah? So they really mean you are to be there at 8 a.m. every day. Yes, you know, one hour for lunch means one hour. Talking to friends on the phone is not allowed. Keep your personal life outside the office. So many project decisions are made within minutes, not days or weeks. Observe how others work. Ask thoughtful questions and listen a lot so that your decision-making skills keep improving. Reading magazines, because you have nothing to do, quote, quote, is not a positive task. If you make a mistake, don't fret over it and lie. Own up to a mistake and learn so, so you don't repeat the same mistake. You can't take every Friday off to meet up with friends for a long weekend. The boss is always right, even when he or she is wrong. <laughs> The boss is not likely to pat employees on the back every time they do something right. Grades don't happen on a weekly basis. So December 24th is not a holiday. <laughs> no, I'll, no, a lot of other days we may have normally had off. Okay, this is very American. The majority of us in Kenya, December 24th, offices are closed, but Americans just work. They work, they have like zero days off. Then the other point was, you will get criticized in front of others and it will not feel pleasant. Yeah. The boss will probably not give you positive feedback all the time, so get over it. Like, yes. Like, those points were fantastic. I just had to highlight that moment. What else was a standout to me? I think I, I enjoyed that they talked about employee management. I don't think I've... Okay, maybe I have seen one, but not a lot talk about managing employees and like the structures that are there so i like that she gave an example of structures that the hierarchy that would be set up if your farm grew and the rules the possible rules that would be there you know so she mentions about her, the possibility of there being a principal who's at the top who's role is like bringing the design work in and most of the time they don't handle the design work and then there's the design director who now manages, is a senior position of all the designers. Then there's the senior designers. Then there's project managers, designers, and design assistants. So it's interesting that she breaks it down to potential roles that would be there if the firm potentially grew beyond you and your partner and all that. And I like that she would give sample contracts because I feel like I don't know who teaches employers to be employers, how they figure out how to pay people's taxes and how to just employ someone, how to interview, like how do they learn all that stuff? You know, I think you have to read books, you have to maybe go for business courses, but like who teach you, who teaches you how to be a boss? So there's a chapter there of how being how to be a boss, how to compensate, how to give benefits and how to evaluate the performance of your employees, yeah. Then let's see what else can I say about this book. Let me just read this section as an excerpt because I think it's fantastic. One day you may find that your current job does not suit your needs anymore. You can come up with a million and true in bracket reasons why you can't leave a situation you dislike. But when you deny reality or the depth of your unhappiness, it, it has a way of catching up 
with you. So before you cut the cord and quit your job, close your studio, you had best think about what it is you still want to do and where you think you're dissatisfied. Lots of jobs require long hours. Lots of jobs are stressful. And in lots of jobs, you have to work with, in some way or another, difficult people. It's critical that you assess your current situation at work, your skills, and your interests in new direction. Look at the job you have and perhaps talk with someone you trust who can help you see if the current situation isn't really awful, but just has to be fine-tuned. If you work for someone else, discuss changes in your responsibilities within the company. Think about whether options like a marketing emphasis rather than strictly design planning can work in the current job, and then talk to the boss about how you could do this. When it's your own business, make contact with a business coach who can help you find new options for your business efforts. So she has those nuggets, like paragraph nuggets that she's just like, mm, wise woman. So this book is fantastic. Maybe maybe I can give you like one last excerpt. Maybe I can, I can share this one. Design professionals expect entry-level employees to come ready to work, even if that means cleaning up the library from time to time. They expect the entry-level professional to be a team player, be disciplined, and be well-organized. They don't expect you to know everything, and they also expect you to ask questions. When, when you aren't sure, you're, the only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Doing it correctly means a lot to the senior staff and clients. Aspire to learn all you can about the business and there will likely, likely be no end to your success. Many recent graduates feel that they're entitled to take on a large responsibilities and do very important work right off the bat. Get over it. <laughs> a lot of getting over it. Few new employees who have little previous work experience are going to be allowed to take on projects by themselves, meeting with clients and doing plans and specifications without supervision. You have to pay your dues in quote end and learn how the company that hires you does things and expects you to do the work. Their way may be quite different from what you learned in school. It doesn't mean you are taught wrong. It just means that way, there are many ways to do essentially the same tasks. Learn how your company wants work done and you'll have a successful probationary period and possibly a long association with the company. So all in all, this is a book of just telling you to get over it. Like if this is what you expected and I like that it's so relatable because she knows the mentality you're in and she's like, nah, nah, fam, that's, that's not how it is. So get over it. Like this is the situation. This is how you become professional. This is what is expected to of you as a first in your first job and within your career. And this is also what is expected of you as an employer. This is what is expected of you as an employee. So it is just a it's an initiation into professionalism, and that is one like it it, it does a great job at that. And but of course there's sections that are not relatable and maybe if the calculations are in dollars and even like the the value is american that's just a small aspect of it but it's amazing that if you did interior design in kenya if you did it in africa if you did it in the states these things she's saying 
are very relatable and the things are like wow are you in my brain are you in my freaking brain and yeah she she does a good job of just bringing you down and just giving you the reality check in a very nice readable way and i th- i don't know I, I i may approve of this book and if if you approve of it yeah it's it'll be fantastic like you will love you will love this book for more than one reason depending on your role or who you are and whatever point of your life you you're in so i think that's it now normally book reviews are like 30 minutes not too long and it has been 30 minutes and i can't believe this is episode 20 and this is fantastic just i hope you found this to be helpful this book is is just something else so if you're interested we do have a link on our page that would direct you to get your own copy and if that is a bit tricky for you to navigate just dm us and we'll direct you to getting your own copy so that you can benefit in the same way that i did i want to share this knowledge even more i could i could talk on and on about this book but i want you to read it and digest it slowly over time it's not something you consume in one sitting of course just acquire it and have it be something that grows with you and become a professional as an interior designer towards a mambo kali but yes this is the last book review for season one and woohoo congrats uh just hoping that you guys read more we encourage you guys to read and especially business related things and or even design related if that's what you're interested in but for this show we encourage you to know a, a lot about how business runs how how does a practice not die what keeps it alive what makes practices successful and one fantastic way of knowing is listening to our show and listening to us through interviews finding out from bosses and farm owners how they do it and the other way is we go into books and find out even more information so it's a double layer of goodness that you get from this show so all in all i'm out now and all i can say is just our mantra for the show you know figure out what you want and work diligently towards it consistently and patiently yeah think about those things take it in and absorb that line and till the next episode episode 21 hopefully it's gonna be an interesting one Uh, crossing my fingers i feel like telling you who it's gonna be but let me hold it out just keep tuned in as we go to the finish line of season one and i am so humbled to have you on recommend for this show keep following us on whatever your preferred platform is if you're a twitter fan if you're an ig fan if you're a facebook fan if you're a linkedin fan we are on all those platforms we are there and our presence is different on each of these platforms and just enjoy indulge and grow become wiser so till next time it's bye bye from me i'm out